She came along the alley and up the back steps the way she always used to. Doc hadn't seen her for over a year, nobody had. Back then it was always sandals, bottom half of a flower print bikini, faded Country Joe and the Fish t-shirt. Tonight, she was all in flatland gear, hair a lot shorter than he remembered, looking just like she swore she'd never look. What goes around may come around, but it never ends up exactly in the same place. You ever notice? Like a record on a turntable, all it takes is one groove's difference and the universe can be on into a, a whole nother thing. If you go to Atlanta, the first question people ask you is, what's your business? In Macon, they ask you, where do you go to church? In Augusta, they ask about your grandmother's maiden name. But in Savannah, the first question people ask you is, what would you like to drink? Rule number one, always stick around for one more drink. That's when things happen. That's when you find out everything you want to know. And if you have to leave a party, always take a traveler. Rule number two, never go south of Gadsden Street. And rule number three, always observe the high holidays, St. Patrick's Day and the Georgia-Florida game. Hello and good morning. <laughs> I'm William Morgan and you are listening to 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and thesyncbook.com a weekly conversation with interesting artists and thinkers of our day. You can find us online at 42minutes.com and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at Syncbook. It's the 11th day of March. And today's guest will share with us the benefits of an extremely healthy lifestyle that comes with the high-impact cardiovascular activities such as the completion of Whoa, three. whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, I, whoa, think whoa. You, <laughs> I think you whoa. skipped a groove, Morgan. Whoa. <laughs> We're talking to Treefort bands, you know, treefortmusicfest.com, March 25th through the 29th, and today that means triathlon with an extra A. Triathlon is a Savannah, Georgia four-piece ensemble who carries the basis of Motown surf sounds but with a twist of experimental sketchiness. Their tunes move and groove seamlessly through rapid changes from delicate breaks to dense swells. And I love all these watery images too. The band's debut full-length, Low Tide, was released last October, which you can find on their Bandcamp page triathlon.bandcamp.com and for which they are currently on tour in support of which includes their stop at Treefort Music Fest Saturday, March 28th at 8pm at the Crazy Horse. I know I'm looking forward to it. How are you guys doing today? Very good. Yeah, very good. Thank you. You bet. And and uh, where are you today? We're in Macon, Georgia, baby. Macon, Georgia. And so who are we talking to? Uh, I'm Adam. And you play? I play the guitar. Okay. And then uh, Chad here, I play the drums. Uh, Hunter here, I play guitar. Adam, and I play bass. There's two Adams? Yeah, 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 two Adams. It gets a little tricky. Cool. (laughs) Tell us why the extra A. Um, it was actually a uh, spelling error. Um, my dyslexia got the way, and I thought I could have sworn there was another A. And so when we did it, um, we didn't really think anything about it. And after my dad told me several times that it was misspelled, that's how we learned <laughs> that we, we added another A. 
So it was a mistake. Yeah, so it just happened, I guess, phonetically. I don't know. But it's easier to search, so I guess uh, it kind of worked out for the better. I was going to say <laughs> that it's kind of a happy accident because it... If you, I mean, of course, Google says, are you sure you want to look for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm even good. But it's funny how many people actually misspell it, because, like, just through doing things on the Internet or being on Instagram, like, we get tagged, you know, people follow us that are legitimately trying to, like, are interested in triathlon. Have you guys ever competed in a triathlon? No, never. No, no. We do swim and bike and run. Not really run as much, but oh yeah, but yeah. all at once in in a competition. We would love to try one time though. Okay, but do you like Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath, Iron Man? Oh yeah. <laughs> How could you not? We actually tried to cover that song once during a band practice. Yeah. It seems like that would be a good song for triathlon to do as Iron Man. That's that's very true. We're gonna try and work. We're gonna try and work on that. Okay, so but you guys are on tour now. You're from Savannah, and you said you're in Macon. Where where are you headed today? Going to Pensacola, Florida. And then Pensacola. Yeah. Is that right, Pensacola? Pensacola? Ah, yes. So, so is this? Let um. How long have you guys been a band? Um, since. 2011? So coming up on like four years now or so, yeah. And tell us, is there a good story about how you guys got together? Um, It was another, not an accident, but um, I recorded an EP and it was just kind of a recording project and all of a sudden a band contacted us and said, hey, we found your EP. We were wondering if you wanted to open for us. So we said yes immediately without even considering the fact that I didn't have a band. So the guy who recorded me, um, he played an instrument and he got two guys that he knew to learn all the songs in a matter of days. And then we played a show. And uh, after that, we kept playing. And then um, that's how it happened. So kind of randomly. There is a little bit of a southern groove to what you guys do, but I don't... No, um, I don't hear it. Uh, well, I said a little <laughs> bit. Uh, a little I want to say, when you guys tour, you're in a VW bus, right? Like a Seafoam VW bus? Oh, I wish. We're actually in a Honda Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, so, I, just, I was just wondering where the sound came from. I want to know who like made you do this. <laughs> who inspired you? <laughs> um, I guess I listen to... Like, a lot of, uh, not, like, as much classic surf rock, like Ventures and Dick Dale, but I listen to, like, a lot more, like, contemporary take on surf, um, end of my, end of high school and beginning of college. That's, like, where I got really into it, and then kind of tried to make it our own. And through that, we've gotten just a little bit stranger and kind of dove a little deeper into just what surf music is, and instead of, like, you know, just the genre of surf, we've kind of gotten more into the sounds of, like, you know, maybe something a little stranger than just uh, a surf riff, but maybe, like, the sound of, like, you know, water or something. I know it sounds ridiculous, but we... No, uh, it's there. It definitely, like, and the songs are great. Swells. Right. 
It's very it's summer music for sure. I wonder how how you guys uh, are received on like say the the Gulf Shores circuit, like all around the Gulf and the Southern states. Um, I, I guess it, it's the funny thing is like I think everyone you know everyone enjoys summery kind of music, but it's always funny when people ask where we're from and we have to disappoint them and say Savannah because there's not really a lot of surfing in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So and so when I listened, uh, when I was listening, it, for whatever reason, it just made me think of this movie that came out earlier or last year was uh, Inherent Vice that has kind of a, a beach surf flavor. Have you guys seen that? No, not so. I really wanted to. It looked uh, looked really interesting, and I heard that it's based on a novel, right? Yeah, by Thomas Pynchon. Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of people recommend that to me as well. Yeah, so it's weird this contradiction between this uh, this California flavor that you have, but then you know, being from Savannah. It's. I think it's great, though. So, I mean, in, in the introduction, Will said, don't go south of Gaston Street, and we stole that from Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? And is it horrible? Like We look south of Gaston. Yeah, we definitely look south of Gaston Street. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you're, you're like thinking in terms of Savannah, uh, Gaston and then... Uh, north to the river is, is definitely like picturesque and beautiful and historic and everything like that and mm-hmm. um and it's really not bad past Gaston I um, mean for sure but it definitely becomes a little bit more like run down um in its own way but I think since that was said Savannah's definitely been gentrified more south you know so I feel like that might not be like a As, yeah 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 current yeah 20 years ago maybe Mm-hmm. But Gaston's a beautiful street. Oh, yeah. Did, did you guys all come to Savannah to go to college, or did you grow up there? Um, college, yeah. We're all from different places. Um, and then, yeah, it was it was going to school in Savannah that brought mm-hmm. us together and brought the band together and everything. Yeah, I, and we met somebody through the show. I think Drew Will from Circle Takes a Square went to this school in Savannah also. Oh, Spazelli? Yeah. Hmm. Who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Drew. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So then this tour, you know, we look at your, uh, everyone should go to the triathlon Facebook page. Um, It seems like it's it's a pretty, it's a pretty big tour. Have you guys been on a tour like this before? Not at all. This is the longest tour. We normally do like two weeks. Um, but, but yeah, this is definitely the longest haul we've done together. Yeah, so we're excited about that. Cause typically, yeah, it's only uh, two weeks or so, and, and we, we've gone up to New York and back a couple times, um, and then toured to Texas and back in recently in November, but this is the first time we're excited to continue on from Texas and get to places like Boise that we've never been to. So. Yeah, uh, and it looks like you're playing four days in, in Austin. Yes, actually, we play. We shut out like five days. Wow! For five shows, but yeah, we'll be there. Days. No, we'll be there for five days. We'll be there on the twenty-second as well during the day. Oh, okay. So that'd be a lot of fun, yeah. Because Adam um, and I uh, are both from Texas in the Dallas area, and 
neither of us have ever been to Austin to see South by Southwest, so that would be cool to not only be there for the first time as a band, but just be there in general for the first time. And then, so last year around this time, we were talking to some bands that were going there, and they, they said that it is, it's a lot, that there it's kind of a circus. Is there any chance That's it is? Heard, yeah. Say again? That's what we had heard um, from a lot of people, just that it's, it's definitely pretty crazy and hectic. Um, and our bass player, Adam, uh, has been there a few uh, times before with um, other musicians and stuff, and he's definitely told us the same thing. So we're excited to see what it'll be like. Yeah, but I wonder if there's any chance of seeing other other bands. Oh, yeah. I would really, oh, yeah. really want to see a bunch of bands. Yeah, we definitely want to take advantage. And uh, in the time that we're not trying to run around and like find a parking place or something, I definitely want to spend it uh, seeing cool bands. Yeah, because... You know, I don't know. I feel like not a lot of people come to Savannah to play shows um, and they're on tour and things. And so we don't really get to go, uh, I guess, see a lot of the bands that we listen to um, sometimes. So it'll be fun to be able to do that. Well, who do you listen to? Uh, everyone everyone in the band listens to a lot of different Yeah, we all have like, similar interests and then it kind of branches. I don't know. Do you guys want to name a few? Um, I mean, collectively, we listen to the OCs. Uh, from California, mm-hmm. and um, Alex Calder. Yeah, we like we really like uh, Alex Calder a lot. He's from Edmonton, uh, Edmonton, Canada. Same where Macamaco's from. We also go to Macamaco from uh, New Zealand. From New Zealand, he's fantastic. Buffalo, Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like it's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. And sorry, I called uh, Adam, the who plays bass, Buffalo, because yes, it's two guys, but he also loves Buffalo sauce. So if I say Buffalo, like, that's his That's how you He's do it. What's that? That's that's how you differentiate. Yes, well, he loves Buffalo sauce, so you can't really put that in. Or sometimes I just look in in the same direction as both of them say Adam and hope that someone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. What what does Usher surfing mean? Um the song kind of originated from it sounding if Usher were to sing that song. Right. Uh, so it's got a little uh, bit of a of, hit a little bit of an R and B feel to it, you mean? Yeah, that's the closest I could get to an R&B song. So it's just literally describing the sound of the song. It's just Usher surfing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Now, are you yeah. inspired by any art and b or rap or anything outside of like unexpected genres you want to throw curveballs at us with? Adam, Adam really loves D'Angelo. Yeah, I'm a huge D'Angelo fan. Yeah, Adam's into R&B for sure. Yeah, I like... Uh, R&B. And Adam, the you're the singer? Yes. Adam, not Buffalo Adam, but guitar <laughs> Adam? Yes. Okay, yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. That's kind of different. I mean, what do you guys think about like uh, modern music, considering like there was only a few gold albums and platinum, al- platinum albums at the end of last year, but before then, it was like one of the deadest years in music ever. Uh, I feel like every year we find a handful of artists especially like this year that we're really inspired by. And I've, it was kind of crazy when D'Angelo dropped his latest album. I don't know if you guys have listened to it, but... I haven't heard it yet, I mean, but it's kind of legendary already. I hear a lot of people talking because of the story behind 
the the hard knocks that he had had before he released it and whatnot. Yeah, it was. I mean, he was actually I, apparently he was supposed to release it next year sometime, but he decided to release it with kind of what was what's been going on um, in his life and other people's lives. So the fact that he released that recently, I think, was like a really big game changer for oh, just I don't know, music in general that people can just release something out of nowhere and it can be great, and there's not really any press behind it. Yeah. It seems like that's starting to happen lately, where Beyonce did it. Like That's the first one in, that comes to mind where, out of nowhere, oh, look it, I've got a secret album that's right before Christmas, and then... Yeah, more and more Drake. people are talking about doing yeah, it. Yeah, Drake. And Bjork yeah. ended up having to do it because her album was leaked, and so before they can put together a press promotion like package they just have to go live with the album mm-hmm. that's unfortunate yeah yeah but it, it def- definitely seems like a pretty interesting i don't it's not a gimmick but it definitely is this it's kind of hook that it's like oh hey mm-hmm. do you i mean so do you guys think of like that's one of the things i wonder about so i'm i'm an, a little bit on the older side and i definitely grew up listening to whole albums you know, and I still do this where when I put music on my player, it's definitely a whole album at a time. Do you guys deal in singles or do you guys like to listen to whole albums? We love whole albums. Whole album. Whole album. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and we still, I feel like, hold on to like playing a lot of records and tapes and things. And I feel like that um, encourages like, you, you know, listening to an entire album, like when we're at home and things. Um, in, in the car, um, we just have a CD player. And uh, it's kind of broken, so if you start skipping tracks, sometimes it freezes up and won't play. So mm-hmm. usually when we put CDs in the car, like, we don't touch it and we listen to the whole thing. Because you have to. Because we have to. But, I mean, it's just, it's, but, yeah. it's fun to enjoy. I feel like you enjoy it more. I don't know. I, I always thought the idea of just having, like, people single so they're all your favorites is kind of weird. Because um, it's nice having those, like, in-between songs or just getting the entirety of, like, someone's sound and idea from I had a car that had a cassette player, except Led Zeppelin II was stuck in there, (laughs) (laughs) which was a great album to have stuck in your cassette player. But Low Tide definitely has, I mean, it's something that you experience because of the the flowing, watery quality of it. It definitely, I mean, you wouldn't want to pull that apart. There's something nice and whole about it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, this goes back to, Doug, to what you were saying out about whole albums, how the beginning track is high tide, and it's towards the end of the album you go out to low tide. Yeah. And my feel is there's a difference in, in feels of those two songs as well. Eh, slightly, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it kind of worked out in my head. a theme. Are you guys working on new material? Or, I mean, now, I mean, it's relatively recent that this was finished. Is it you're in touring mode and then you won't, do you compartmentalize like that? It's like, all right, we, we created the album, now we have to promote the album, and then after the promotion's done, then you start again? Or is it always, everything's always happening all the time? Well, we're always kind of uh, coming up with new material. Uh, we've been actually on the previous few tours, we've, even play stuff that's not on the album that's going to be like the next thing we do. Um, and we're planning right now to, uh, after this tour, to record a new album this summer. 
hopefully. Um, yeah, I think because we definitely do it all at once for the most part. It seems it's kind of just like, you know, when, when Adam makes a song or someone has an idea, just, you know, you kind of just go for it and see what happens. And some of them you practice a lot, others you don't. Sometimes you play them live and things. But, um, but I mean, we're definitely excited about new music and have, have a good amount. Because um, for us with Low Tide, those are songs that we've made quite a while before we even put them out. And so for us, like, you know, we've kind of been um, holding on to them for a while and stuff. And so while they're still pretty fresh to other people, uh, we're definitely excited to to show people what's next. Um, so. And then as far as writing goes, is it uh, mm. somebody brings the kernel of something and you guys all work together? Or do you think the songs show up pretty much, you know, it's more than a sketch? It's just shading? What's that process like? A lot of the times I feel like it, I mean, it, it varies. Um, I feel like most of the time it's, it's Adam, um, guitar and singer dude, bringing like an idea or, you know, chords and then lyrics um, to everyone. And then everyone kind of like creates their own parts on of that, onto that and we'll arrange it. Yeah. Arrange and develop the song from there. But it, it differs too, where like Hunter brings songs and, and things like that, or, uh, I don't know. It seems like it's just, yeah. it's very open. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the best part is there's one idea that comes about and the fact that everyone kind of puts in their, I don't know. Everyone like puts in their two cents for what they think that they should play, and we kind of roll with it. And it's it's a very simple process, which is nice when we're writing something, and mm-hmm. it kind of forms naturally, and we kind of just follow that, and we kind of stick to it. And then I think over time, once playing the songs for a long time, that's when they really start to get their shape. They're never like uh, set in stone right then and there, like before releasing them. We kind of are always like practicing or figuring them out when we play them live and so we really feel like that's it yeah definitely always adding touches and things and we're we're really into like playing new material that like it's definitely presentable on you know on stage but it's like knowing very well that the version that we end up recording on an album might sound different you know we're pretty open about that like uh kind of like making the sculpture and, yeah, and also trying to do things to songs that we like recorded on low tide, and then when we play it live, it might have newer stuff, a newer, a new, like a newer kind of lead or like the bass line is a little, you know, has something extra there. So, yeah. So then, if I have this right, basically you find the essence of the thing, and then you construct it, and then later you actually add the lyrics. So it's it's a something that happens after the fact. Um, sometimes I feel like the lyrics come first. It's like, uh, that's always like a strong basis of it. Either lyrics or, I don't know, I feel like lyrics are always there. Um, sometimes they definitely need, need a lot of shaping. Sometimes I would just say some really ridiculous things I really need to think about. But other than that, I feel like the lyrics and the sound comes first. I think it's just the real finesse of the sound is like, comes later. Yeah, I mean, I would say like a lot of the low-tide songs, started with Adam in his room and an acoustic guitar sitting down, like writing the lyrics and getting chords to create songs and things. And then, um, over time, you know, you kind of just like all together work on them and things. Like we, we were talking to a band from Boise last night called transistor send. And one of the, one of the parts of the conversation was this idea of how we listen to music and whether or not we tune into lyrics initially 
or not, you know? And for me, I know that I tune in, I'm like, the lyrics are kind of an afterthought, but I wonder how you guys listen to music. Do you gravitate to the lyrics early or, you know, what what is what is it like for you guys to listen to music? Uh, I think it depends. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I uh, I don't maybe always uh, listen to the lyrics right away. It's more about the sound and the vibe and like you know, will I be into this kind of a thing? But then I I definitely appreciate lyrics. And when I find a band that has lyrics that I really like, that's when I can sit down and like really start to listen to them or. Um, and I'm just, you know, I kind of have them, have them affect me, I guess. Um, so, but when you, I definitely appreciate and enjoy and, and, you know, lyrics move me, so that's cool. I feel like sometimes it's hard to understand lyrics nowadays, and especially a lot of the stuff we listen to, sometimes it's really lo-fi, or sometimes the vocals are kind of strange. And I, it's kind of like what you said, uh, ly- lyrics are like an afterthought. But then if it's like a maybe like an R&B song or a rap song that's more focused on the lyrics of the song, then I'm like really in tune with what they're saying, especially rap. Like, yeah. I really enjoy like, a really agree. clever line. I'd agree with that. Like, I feel like genre has a lot to do with it, too. Like, if you're mm-hmm. listening to an R&B song, or if you're listening to like a, you know, psychedelic garage rock song that's like trippy or something, it's like, you know, I feel like there's a hierarchy of like what's, the most important thing to like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but. Well, I mean, in, in rap, it's like you, yeah. your lyrics is like a lot of what you have, like your flow and like what you're saying. Right. Your content. People can hear every word you're saying. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, you can get into like being a shoegaze band and have no idea what people are saying, but yeah. it's still like really awesome. Yeah. So I feel like, uh, I feel like with, with lyrics, certain songs exist because of like the message and, uh, like I picked up a guitar and for the purpose of like having a message. Um, and then other songs are completely different when I listen to them. Sometimes it's not a, I don't think someone picks up a guitar with the intentions of telling you something. They just express it. Um, they're excited for the sound of it. But uh, I think especially with folk music too, and a lot of old songs, I think the message is why the song exists. So different, mm-hmm. different genres, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I've heard someone say that, and for me, rap has never been super musically interesting, and that's one of the, you know, what, probably why I, I'm not as big a fan. I mean, I definitely like it, but I'm not as big a fan as, as others. But the music, there's this uh, kind of circular quality. It's almost like it's stuck, and that expresses that kind of stuckness that they're expressing in times you know so like dissatisfaction and there's just this repetitive quality that whatever i love rap (laughs) but i wonder if if you guys i obviously have heard rap but i wonder who you enjoy on a personal Um, level i I really personally really love andre 2000 who's an outcast but any any verse that he does is really clever and a lot of the Things he says, or how he says them, I think are really interesting. Like, he, there's this one line in a song, uh, and it's, like, really simple stuff that really aren't that important, but, like, he says in a song, like, you know, we got your back like chiropract. Like, that's genius to me. And, I like, <laughs> and, like, I don't know, I like listening to him. Um, I really, really liked listening to old Kanye West, like, before he became this ridiculous dude, but 
so the older stuff is uh, his lyrics are also like really fascinating. And then I think the other person I really enjoy listening to uh, is Earl Sweatshirt. Um, he's like a really young rapper who I don't know his flow is like very relaxed, but he has a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, and some really really deep content. So I I don't know. I you sound like you would enjoy most death. Uh, yeah, I, uh, most deaf, I like most deaf, but I don't listen to him as much as I should. Um, I think with rap, it's, I don't listen to it on the radio, but I definitely stick to what I love. Oh, we also have a really big soft spot for Drake. Except Buffalo. Except, except Buffalo. Except Buffalo. <laughs> I'm with Buffalo. Except. I've been having a hard time. <laughs> Like in Drake, but Kanye is so his trajectory is so interesting to me because he started out as kind of like this, this hipster rapper. Like I I, I remember I saw him at a Sasquatch, which is a like a Co- Coachella music festival, mm-hmm. and it definitely he was you know market like that was the market was more of the the indie crowd, and he just exploded. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but then and he, I, I mean, he was considered really smart too. Like this is really smart stuff, and now now it's just he's completely over that shark in a whole different realm of. I mean, he's an interesting yeah. guy, but yeah, now he's working with Paul McCartney, and it's really really freaking. He's about like college dropout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, back Kanye's old stuff is fantastic. I remember my freshman year, like all the really cool kids, like were into Kanye. Yeah, it was like uh, <laughs> I feel like it's weird if you say you're into Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the difference between Kanye's old Kanye's old stuff is very artistic and heartfelt, and his new stuff, I mean, like especially like the newest couple of albums and stuff, is very dance music club orientated or whatever, and just very self absorbed. That's why I mentioned True Magic. You guys need to find that album, True Magic by Most Def. Came out in 2006, but it, the what you're saying to me is very melodic. Like uh, Drake is very melodic. Do you know what I mean? And old Kanye is very melodic. It gives you a lot of emotions. You guys would eat it up. You could put it in your player. Oh, oh yeah, that don't touch it. <laughs> I like Drake. His crooning. So the the stuff like the duets where he's singing, he's got a great voice. Definitely, yeah. He's I think he's an all rounder. I think this this next this past album that he put out, I haven't really fell for it as much as the last one. But um, I think he's a one of those people that kind of you have to really listen to over and over again to really feel the vibe. I guess. Yeah, his new stuff I don't listen to that as much. But the album before, I was so skeptical of Drake, but Adam made us listen to yeah. it and I think over time I, I enjoyed it a lot more <laughs> and he's someone I like the lyrics because he gives you that ridiculous rap stuff where like he's talking about eating it eating with eating in the islands with Italians yeah you know putting paying for Jaguar and cash like there's all that stuff that you want but it, it goes like a little deeper I guess and kind of feels like a not like what everyone else is talking yeah, about yeah he's still sad about a chick yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's funny all right um pull yourself together doug (laughs) so i love this album cover for low tide 
who is the the artist? Who's in Who's in charge of the art? Yeah. Um, there, uh, the photo was taken by a friend of my friend of ours. Uh, her name is Lucy Prouty, and it was a photo that she, that I saw. It was posted. She took a bunch of photos back at home in Vermont. That's where she's from. And that one she posted. And I was like taken away. I was like, wow, that's like there's no way that that's just like a random shot that she took. But um, I saw that I think my sophomore year of college and. Ever since then, I asked her, I was like, hey, is it cool if down the road I use this for an album cover? Yeah, I don't hung on to that JPEG well, for, like, years. Well, <laughs> actually, for it to be the album cover. It was uh, our first, the first EP that Adam made, um, which was called Relationships, has a very similar image. It's of someone face down in the water, but it's on a sunny day at the beach. And this one's, like, in a pool and it's raining. So it's kind of like a... Yeah, and this album definitely... It was kind of like a commentary, I guess, between, like, where we came from as, like, more of, like, a garage or, like, surf pop band to, like, a little bit more um, in-depth, maybe a little bit, like, low tide, like, a little bit more, like, it's... Overall, I'd say, like, it has its happy moments, but it's a pretty sad record, you know, there's a lot of... Um, so I think there's that's a pretty interesting, uh, you know, kind of, like, uh, comparison, but... All the other stuff, like Chad really is like kind of like more or less like the art director. I mean, like all the like text design and um, if you see our, our Instagram and the whole visual aesthetic, that's really like um, Chad's doing. If you want to talk about that, Chad. Uh, <laughs> I like making stuff for the band. <laughs> so do you guys have different jobs that you just fell into then? Yeah, it all kind of just worked out for who's responsible for what and uh chad definitely took took the wheel well it's just fun because it's like i can i don't know do all the things i like to do like hobby wise and stuff i guess but then like it serves a purpose i don't know so i i, I like that um someone told me the other day that i need to get more hobbies <laughs> 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 tell them to go suck it <laughs> <laughs> you do pretty much just play music. <laughs> like, you wake up and you jam all day. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's like. Maybe I should get a cat. <laughs> do you guys have a manager, or is it, or do you guys just um, do, is somebody kind of that person also? Um. Well. Uh, our band kind of has gotten where we are with uh, a really close friend of ours, Sean Pritchard. From Macon. From Macon, Georgia. We actually played a benefit show for him um, last night. Uh, he's unfortunately was diagnosed with leukemia recently, so um, a lot of people have been coming together trying to help him out financially with you know medical bills or whatever. But without him, really wouldn't be where we are, and he kind of took the leadership position of booking our first tour getting us in touch with all these bands and uh, getting us in touch with, you know, our booking agent that we have now, our label, our label that we're on now. So he kind of was our manager that... Band dad. Band, yeah, more band dad than anything else. So he was, my freshman year, he booked me a show in Savannah. I never met the guy. Then he booked me uh, in Macon. Never met the guy. Finally met him. Uh, became really close. And then he kind of just took the liberty to get us to where... We are today. Yeah, no, we were all just kind of like in college doing the band, having fun, and, and he definitely took it to another level, like, and helped us get it that way. Where he like booked our first tour, um, 
you know, answered, like, emails for us, like, kind of just helped us keep up with it all. Um, and so that was really cool of him. So he was always kind of the band manager and, and things like that. And, and now I think we do it a little bit more just kind of ourselves. We've gotten a little more responsible, better at it, so... What kind of buzz are you guys feeling? I know that definitely your name is one that is. It's funny how these festivals work, where uh, there's just you throw a whole just grip of bands into a pile, and then all of a sudden people start buzzing on certain ones. It's like Twerps is one that people are buzzing on, but they're also buzzing on you. Have have you? That's really cool. We had no idea. <laughs> have you experienced that before? No. I, no, I guess this uh, is your first festival year, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've never done any festivals or anything like that. Um, that's a, one of the things that's really cool about this tour. Um, so, and we've heard really great things about Treefort from other bands. Like someone oh, yeah. I just met recently, they moved from Boise to Savannah and said great things. And so I saw on Google Maps, it's next to a national park. <laughs> it's really cool. Now, what is, what is that? What, what? Could, I just said that I, I I saw on Google Maps that Boise is next to a national park or something. So I, I, which one? Are you I, talking I about Yellowstone? Is it? I'm not sure. I just remember it being like right up next to one. Oh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful everywhere. Okay, but... well that's I mean that's all I'm looking for. You know, it doesn't have to be an official <laughs> park or anything. <laughs> The yeah, whole sorry. thing is a park. How long do you think you guys will be here? I think we're scheduled to be there for two days. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be on the week. 28th and then hanging out, I think, and just kind of uh, soaking it all up on the 29th. There's a lot of bands on that bill. I'm really excited to see. Can, can you name some of them? Yeah. Yeah, I really, really want to see Foxygen. Yeah. Yeah, that would be Have you seen them before? Yeah. No, but I actually watched um, a Treefort live video. Uh, they have a couple of videos. I'm sure you guys have seen them. Of just like they showcase uh, certain artists, but they did one. They shot really, really well. I saw one for Foxygen at Treefort. Uh, I think like two years ago. Uh-huh. It was so so good. It was. It just looked like such a blast, and that was before we found out that we were going to be at Treefort, which is really cool. Um, I know TV on the radio is playing. They're playing Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, but, and I've been a fan of theirs for a long time, too. Definitely a different vibe now, though. We're also excited. There's a, a, a band that we've kind of become friends with a little bit. That were, I mean, we always, like, we've seen them play before, but um, What Moon Things from New York, uh, they're deep playing. Uh, we're excited to see them again, run into them. And our family couches. Oh, couches? Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it looks like Foxygen goes on at 7 on Saturday, and you guys play at 8. Oh, it's so classic. That would happen to me. (laughs) It's kind of, I mean, you're not too far from, you can catch the very beginning of it maybe. I don't, I have no idea how long, you know, what time they're going to want. Is is there like, yeah, what time do you need to be there by? Um, You know, we always find that out the day of. So we, (laughs) we'll find out probably closer to Treefoot. Uh, but I really, really want to catch their set, and their new album is sweet. I love that new album, so really hope to catch at least a song or two. The same day that you're playing, Of Montreal is also playing that night. Um, uh, very cool. And then, yeah, I don't know. And then, so you guys will be hanging around a little bit on Sunday, and then you you have to take off, or yeah, we'll be in actually Denver um, the the day after Treefort on the thirtieth, which is Buffalo's birthday. 
Wow, are you guys playing here in Denver? Yes, sir. We play at Lost Lake Lounge, Lost Lake Lounge. Wow, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Very my ears perked up. That's where I'm at, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can uh, meet up or something. Um, but I'm curious, who are you guys excited to see for the Treefort Music Festival? Do you have any like bands to recommend that we could look up or something? Uh well, so this the festival, it's interesting, it's billed as a festival of discovery, and so oftentimes I don't know like three-quarters of the names, but then they're... Yeah, no, I get that for sure, yeah. And so a lot of them, I'm just something. coming, you know, it's so the, some of the ones that we, we talked to a band called Deluxe uh, a week ago, and they're great guys, and they're making this, this great post-disco stuff, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing them. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, it's just same same as you. TV on the radio, um, chick chick chick, generationals, Foxygen. It it's <laughs> it's intense. There's a lot of density this year. Uh, definitely excited to see you guys. Oh, thank you. We're excited to play. And by then, we will be top of our game, hopefully. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, there's, it's you can't go wrong. It's so any any place you walk into, you're gonna see something awesome. Is pretty much how it's been going. That's the best. But that yeah. said, that was 42 minutes. Thank oh, you. Oh, whoa! <laughs> it's over. Yeah, I would say that 42 minutes seems like a lot shorter and more natural than I pictured it. <laughs> I'm kind, of, I'm kind of bummed over. Well, great. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having us. Yeah, like, I don't know. First time kind of doing something like this, but it was a lot of fun, for sure. Great. Maybe you guys can make it back to Boise. That would be awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe go a little bit more west. I yeah. Think. I was going to say, so you just kind of touch the west and then go back, but there's the the whole Pacific Northwest you guys will have to tour one day. Yes, absolutely. Definitely on our minds. But that's, I mean, that's that's a big tour. Just thinking about you guys are on the East Coast and then coming all the way West. But anyway, take us out, Will. All right. For our listeners, you've been listening to Triathlon on SyncBook Radio, production of thesyncbook.com. Information about the work of Triathlon can be found at triathlon.bandcamp.com and as we said before that's two A's. For more information about the Sync Book, our guests, to check out past shows or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at 42minutes.com If you like this podcast and would like to go deeper, consider becoming a member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archives, discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio and video, as well as a monthly hangout with the host. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com slash membership. Thanks so much. And running as fast as they can, Iron Man lives again. <laughs>